From Yahoo Fantasy Sports, Miss Liz Loza, Mr. Mel Stiegel, Mr. Davis Sanchez, current scout for the Indianapolis Colts, Joy Elliott. And that's why I rock with him. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. That's why I rock with JV, man. JV! Conference championship weekend is upon us. Let's talk divisional round recap. Let's talk conference championship weekend preview. As always, you know we're starting with the Packers because I know Vaughn has something to say about that Packers-Niners game. It was a lot closer than people expected, but we yeah. did talk about that. It was crazy. First of all, like going into the game, so I'm from the Bay, so everybody is drenched like fucking decked out in 49er gear everywhere nobody and then it's like since the, the Packers and the 49ers have kind of a rivalry there's really no love lost between the two teams honestly like um so going into man I could have I can't imagine like that because being in Levi Stadium it's so loud in there it's very lively so it must have been a crazy hostile environment for them and I was expecting I think I was on record on saying like if Green Bay, Green Bay can get slaughtered in this game and I don't think anybody would really bat an eye but they played a great game and from especially like from just an eye test it kind of looked like the 49ers were uh, they they struggled for sure in the first half. Like I don't think that's up for debate. It was six to seven, and if it's it's it was just such a like good game to watch. But man, the 49ers just did not look like they were up to form yet. It took them a minute to come back. It did, and I think the one thing that we had talked about Vaughn pregame uh, was Green Bay establishing the run against. Yeah the the Niners who had uh, a really good run defense this year mm -hmm. and they did that really well Aaron Jones for a guy that I thought would probably take a step back at some point really took a step forward especially in the playoffs and to end the year he looked yeah. fantastic and was one of the major reasons alongside Jordan Love's success this year that the Packers were so strong in the playoffs yeah um yeah. And, and that Green Bay offensive line absolutely was was a huge factor as well, right? So, so it far. was it was interesting to see how a seventh seed could line up so closely with a one seed. But like I said on uh, IG, at the end of the day, the Packers weren't a team suited to win a Super Bowl this year. And right. when you don't have that Super Bowl talent, that Super Bowl flair – it's going to catch up to you at some point. And that's not on the Packers because we had very low expectations for them this year and they blew that out of the water. I think if they add a few pieces, they'll be a completely different team and looking at a Super Bowl in the next one to two years. I agree. I agree. I definitely couldn't agree more, especially when you consider like their defense. This was the one thing that really tripped me out about Green Bay. Their defense, Joe Barry is their defensive coordinator. And for like the, I'd say like about a year, two years, not two like football seasons, but like more like a year and a half, the Packers, you know, everybody, all of the fans, you know, some of the professionals in the media have been calling for his job because just his ability to like not establish the run and not set up his guys in, in certain situations where they're good. 
But man, when they get that, that was some of the best defense they've played in a in a really long time. The last time I seen the them play that good was when they played the 49ers in the divisional round when they were actually like a real when they were the number one seed. That was the last time I seen Green Bay's defense like fight that hard and not. I think Christian McCaffrey. He only got like 69 yards, 82 yards or something like that. That was I, – I couldn't believe what I was watching. And Aaron Jones, like you said, yeah, he establishing the run for them. I didn't think that they were going to – I thought they would struggle a little bit with the, with the run, but he rushed for 108 yards, and that's a good D-line. And that's something that they've been priding themselves on since uh, D'Amico – or since Robert Sala was there, really. So all of those guys already know the drill when it comes to stopping the run. Fred Warner preaches it all the time. I thought they were going to have a little difficulty with that. But, man, they really showed up on when it counted. Aaron Jones outrushed Christian McCaffrey. I mean, not just from a statistical standpoint, but he had a flat-out better game. And I think he yeah. still played really well. He had two scores rushing the ball, almost 100 Broke yards. A tackles too. Yeah, and he had that big one that really – put the game into the Niners' hands and gave them that advantage, even if they were down at that point. But I think it was really good for Green Bay to minimize what CMC could do. And it might be hinting at to what we might see next week against the Lions. The Lions are the second best run defense in yards allowed this season, which might come as a shock because they notoriously don't have the best defense. They haven't had the best defense overall. That's really in the pass game, but against the run, the lions are even better than the Packers were this year. Lots better than the Packers were. So I don't think there's going to be a major issue shutting down CMC. Matter of fact, I think the lions might do, a better job than the Niners again establishing the run and the Lions have the talent to make the Super Bowl which makes this game more complex. Yeah, that was something that I was looking up earlier too. They match up with the 49ers talent for talent pretty well. They're they don't have as many like seasoned players, but when it comes to just straight talent level, man, they got it all bar for bar. Brian Branch, that rookie that they got um number 32, their safety, he plays slot corner too. He's amazing. Laporta, he's like the like the one of the best tight ends we've seen come out of college, I think, ever. Because tight ends usually don't pop like that first year. And then Jamar Jameer Gibbs, Jamar Gibbs. Oh my God. They and then their their offensive line is ranked one or two in the league. They've had an amazing O-line all year. Uh I know I think Ragnow, their center, has been battling some injuries with his shoulder. But man, he's tough. He's been playing this whole time. And Jared Goff, big lights, you know, he kind of lives for this moment. I I personally, I'm kind of pulling because, you know, I'm from the Bay, so I'm pulling for the Niners to win. But there's something, something's telling me that the Lions are going to come out and they're going to just fight and push and just do, I don't know, that's something about Dan Campbell and him like biting kneecaps or like drinking like two venti coffees with like a double shot of espresso and both of them. Like there's something about that that's like, bro, I don't, I don't know what this dude's got up his sleeve. But man, it's it's something something to look out for. It it's exciting. I think I saw an interview with Dan Campbell, and he was talking about the culture being built in yeah. Detroit, and he hit it. He hit the nail on the head because he said, in California for the Rams, you know, for example, there's a lot of things to do. There's surfing. Yeah. There's the beach. There's the sun. There's not much to do in Detroit. 
working class city, middle class, blue collar. And the Lions have really built up that culture of fighting for every single inch and putting their lives on the line every game. And you can see it in the way that defense plays. They're not the most talented defense in the league compared to a team like the Niners. But you you're damn sure you're getting tackled by all 11 guys on that defense when you're playing the Detroit lions. So I think that's a good mentality to have, especially heading into San Francisco, a franchise that's historically had so much success. And honestly, I, I think the lions can do it. And I think they could beat the Niners in a really close game. Um, What it's going to come down to again is, I think that it's great that Jared Goff has already made a Super Bowl. This is his second conference championship, which is shocking because guys like Dak Prescott haven't even cracked one. Never mind Jared Goff, right? Like, we have to have a serious talk about that. So Jared Goff already has the experience. And this team, despite being young, I think they have a lot going for them. That's not because we hate the Niners. That's not because people don't want to see the Niners succeed, but – it's the Lions story this season of haven't had a playoff game since 91. And now they're wrapping things up and they're almost at a Super Bowl. Yeah. The fact that they even get to compete for one this year is insane. They came out guns a blazing versus the Chiefs. We all seen it when they were playing against the uh, week one on uh, what was that Sunday or Monday night football when they played against the Chiefs and they beat them. Every, they put the league on notice from that game. It's like we are not here to play. We are here to not only we are here to win, but we're here to win the Super Bowl. Like that, that is our goal. It only took them three years. That front office, let me tell you something. The front office they have over there in Detroit, out of this world. I don't know if like the three back to ever since Dan Campbell got there, they like smashed three drafts in a row. It's it's crazy how good, how much value, and how crazy the culture has just been cultivated over there in such a quick amount of time because we've seen for the past like couple of years you have teams like new england the browns um the falcons the bears that it takes them forever to even like we're not even going to talk about establish a culture as far as just getting talent in the building and these are big markets keep in mind Detroit's not a big market for football. Not really. Free agents don't want to go to a rigid, cold place like exactly what you were saying. Like, nobody wants to go there. It's cold. There's not a lot to do. You'd much rather go to a team like L.A. or, you know, San Francisco or something like that. But the fact that they can just draft and develop very well is something that I I personally believe they haven't been doing a lot of. Just speaks to the testament of how crazy good they are now. And it's it's going to be interesting to see how they match up with san francisco like there as far as um like player for player that's fine but i'm real this this battle is going to be one of the trenches i had a lot of questions heading into the season about the draft that detroit had this year too i think a lot of people did especially with uh going so early on and and they're adding montgomery i think a lot of the thinking process was well, well, I like we didn't understand, right? Two different running right. backs, but that's turned out to be one of their best weapons overall is their run game, which has yeah. proven to be so dominant. And then, I mean, I want to circle back to Jared Goff because, again, a quarterback that's not flashy, which is something that I'm starting to see more of in the league now, quarterback that isn't flashy but gets the job done with the team around him. And back a few weeks ago when Cam Newton said – that Jared Goff and all these other quarterbacks were game managers. 
people took it to an extent that it was almost an insult. I didn't, I didn't see it that way. I thought that that just meant these quarterbacks can get the job done for their team. They played the role for their team that needed to be played. Jared Goff has been fantastic. He's been great. He minimizes his turnovers. And all he does is work with his weapons around him. He's not a top 10 quarterback in the league, but he's getting the job done. And that's what matters in Detroit. And I think if that can continue to happen, they can eat the Niners alive if each single guy on that team continues to do their job and play their role in this playoff run. How do you think Brock Purdy is going to do in this game? Because uh, when he when he was exposed to the elements, it rained. You know, they're missing one of their key weapons. They're like the best Swiss Army knife in the league. Debo Samuel was out for that for the rest for the duration of that game. And they kind of, sh- they you know, they, it was pretty clear that they missed him. Like that was a, a whole game plan just gone down the drain that they couldn't utilize anymore because he got hurt. So I I personally believe that this is this is my thing on Brock Purdy because I feel like he's been he's been taking a lot of shit for the past like couple like ever since the season started really. So it's it's very obvious. Yes, yeah, San Francisco was stacked to the brim with talent, right? And it's also obvious that Brock Purdy was the seventh. Like he was in the seventh round, the very last pick of the draft. He was Mr. Irrelevant. But people don't know he was actually an insanely good quarterback for Iowa. And he I think they won a conference championship there. And after he left, they're not the same anymore. They're not good. And I believe that he's he's got he's got what it takes to be an, an elite quarterback in the league. Maybe not now, but the fact that he's even like competing for that like in a championship with all of these place, all of these pieces around him says something about his character, because if we're going to really think about it, I don't know many, I don't know many quarterbacks, especially like being a rookie, you're the third string guy can come in and lead a group of men that are already established, already have their money, already have their accolades. Personally, he can lead them game plan with them, strategize with them, learn from them, every day and get them the ball and distributed it in a distribute it in a way that's effective and elite. he sees the field way better than everybody wants to give him credit for he's sneak he's super he's like sneaky athletic too like i feel like he doesn't get a lot of credit for that either like when he ran for that first down i i didn't think he was going to do that i had no i i knew he was capable of doing it but i just thought that he would probably check it down somewhere so i think jared goff versus brock purdy is going to be a really good matchup to watch Here's an interesting question. Would you take to start a franchise right now, CJ Stroud or Brock Purdy? I take CJ Stroud. I think I think Brock Purdy's been great, but yeah. like I said, it's hard to judge a quarterback when the team is so good because you don't really know how they fit on a team that's not so good. I think you plug Brock Purdy into a mediocre offense you don't get the top production that we're seeing right now. And some of these younger quarterbacks like CJ Stroud, even Jordan Love, would you take Jordan Love or Brock Purdy? Yeah. I would I I would take Love for sure. Yeah. I I think what I've seen from Jordan Love and CJ Stroud, despite what Brock Purdy's done, because he's been impressive with with the games that he's played in and how he's performed. CJ yeah. Stroud and Jordan Love from a quarterback standpoint have have been better and have proven more to me even in even in one or two seasons as a starter because of how they brought their teams from nothing to something and That's fair. 
they they showed just a little bit more for franchises that weren't as good. While Brock Purdy, he's he's been great, but for me, like I don't know if he's top ten yet. I, I, yeah, don't, he know. Walked I don't know. In, he walked into like a perfect situation. Pretty O-line, much line, good coach, edge rushers, safeties, corners, defensive ends, everything. Um, big market, uh, like John Lynch, their GM. Like he's never he was put in a position. To not fail. And it's the like I have a I have a lot of love for Purdy, but if we like this is a good conversation to have. It makes it makes a lot of sense what you're bringing up. And I think um you have to remember like I think we should all remember like Jimmy Garoppolo worked in this offense. And we all know what happened when he went to Las Vegas with the like one of one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver in the league with Devontae Adams. He turned him, he turned into a pumpkin. And I'm not saying I, I personally do believe like also like on the same note that Purdy is like either slightly or like three notches better than Jimmy G. He can make throws that Jimmy can't do. He can't Jimmy can't do a back shoulder to save his life. It's like Shaq. Like if you ask Shaq to make a free throw, I don't think he'd do it. If you ask Jimmy to make a, a, a back shoulder throw to one of his wide receivers, there's no way he would do it. Uh, Purdy can make all of those throws. Maybe he's not. I, there's also like a thing with it, like his hands being not as big. You know, everybody tries to find a reason to for something but one thing i did i i actually uh like took into consideration was sam darnold is on that team he was a first round pick and kyle shanahan gave both of them the whole or he gave sam darnold all of the starter reps while uh purdy was healing his his elbow he's seen everything he needed to see from that guy and he's like okay purdy is 100 percent our dude we're gonna go with him and then i seen a report today that they sat Purdy down when he was healing from his arm and they told him if we can get Tom Brady in the building we're sidelining you sorry and he said you know he said uh he was he was conflicted about it but it's like whatever is going to help the team win so you know I I think we everybody in the building knows that Purdy is you know he might be average maybe below average they all know they're all aware but the fact that he can go out and perform every day and give it everything he's got and put his heart and soul into it, bought him in the locker room. I, I am a big Brock Purdy fan, despite what might be said. I think that he might get a little overhyped and the recency bias definitely can take, take yeah. over that edge. Right. I still think Brock Purdy so far has had an amazing career and he's played really well in certain games, but he's also looked, like shit in some of the games he's played yeah. as well. You take and out some of his key players. Exactly. Exactly. And he has a ton of, he still had a ton of weapons available. A lot mm-hmm. of the game is dictated by can the guys like George Kittle, Debo Samuel make up for the shorter passes. Can they make up for the yak? And right. this season Brock Purdy was actually very good throwing the deep ball as well. So, I, I think overall Brock Purdy is going to have a good career in San Francisco. I I do think he's a much better quarterback than Jimmy G. People people get really angry when I say that it's because of the system because Jimmy G would have succeeded. That's not true at all because I don't right. think Jimmy G is a good quarterback. I no. think Brock Purdy is a good quarterback, but he's also benefiting from a fantastic system. Few more years of this production, I might be convinced that Brock Purdy is a top 10 quarterback in the league if he continues to advance. But right now there's a lot of young guys that have over him just because I've seen 
some incredible things from quarterbacks like Jordan Love and yeah. uh, CJ Stroud, like we talked about. Speaking of quarterbacks, we got two of the best in the league, arguably one and two right now, going at it in the AFC Conference Championship. Chiefs, Ravens. Man. This is one of those matchups that the NFL needs to see. And we talked about it last week. Anybody against the Ravens, whether it was going to be the Bills or the Chiefs, was going to be a great game. And now we have the Chiefs who are starting to fire up a Chiefs team that finally has their veterans in use, like Travis Kelsey, by the way, who scored two touchdowns last game. He looked good. We talked about it last week. We said Travis Kelsey looks like a shell of himself and what happens against the Bills finally comes out to play. Finally comes out to play and look what happens. Bald. He bald. I was like, okay, man, where was this? Like, I guess it's just playoff football is when you really need to just kick it and drive. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Like, you have to rise to the occasion because, man, did he look like Travis Kelsey a couple years ago? Like, he didn't skip a beat. Man. Jason Kelsey, too. It must have been Jason Kelsey in the stands. (laughs) I I was waiting to bring this up, as you can tell, but it must have been. (laughs) He's living his best life. He's living his best. Oh, it's almost yeah. like that's where he's belonged this entire time. You know yeah, what I mean? Real. Like, why was he out on the field? This is what he was. Yeah. But uh, oh it, it's it's incredible. And the Chiefs, they played a, a really good game against a tough Bills team in a tough environment. I, The Chiefs have just, just flat out gotten the best of the Buffalo Bills. And I'm willing to say it because I was supporting the Bills this year. And it was a close game. But yeah. I don't know. And and the drama now with Stefan Diggs, it's going to be an interesting off season with what happens in Buffalo. Yeah. I think it's always, I think it's, it's, it's always a head scratcher when Buffalo kind of comes up short because they have literally everything you would imagine. Like they have a defensive head coach that made that side of the ball elite. Their O-line is good. Their running backs are good. Josh Allen is obviously like a, he's a, he is a nuclear weapon like himself. And they have wide receivers, but the the main guy that they probably want to like revolve the offense around just isn't. He's not doing what they thought he would do. Stephon Diggs has been. I don't know what's going on in the locker room, or if it's like a personal thing, like if it's something external outside of work for him. But man, he has not looked. Same thing with AJ Brown, right? Like they they're just not. They're clearly not happy. And I, I want to know what, what what that like why that is. But I have a I have a question for you. I have a preposition. So um, a couple of days ago, I overheard somebody talking about the, the the Chiefs Bills game, and they had mentioned that Josh Allen isn't a great quarterback because he can't beat Mahomes, but he has some of the best stats a quarterback has had in like in in a while. He, I know he has more um, rushing yards or, or more more touchdowns than Lamar Jackson or something like that. What do you think about that? And do you think that it holds any levity? So I I do think that point holds a little bit of value. I, I wouldn't put Josh at one. And and right. when it comes down to ranking your top quarterbacks, you really get into the details of can he win in the playoffs? Can mm-hmm. they beat one another? Josh Allen has not been successful against Patrick Mahomes, especially in the playoffs. Yeah. I still regard Josh Allen as a top quarterback in the league. Yes, he can be a turnover machine. But he's also behind Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, right now, the MVP to his team, right? I think that the Bills are absolutely 
nothing without Josh Allen. They're a good yep. team, but he's been he's been carrying them for the past couple of years too. Yep. Like when they refused to run the ball, he was their lead rusher. I I think Josh Allen is is two or three for me. Yeah. Um I I do I do think that the fact that he can't beat Mahomes plays a big role into yeah. where where I have him compared against Patrick Mahomes. But I think I think a lot of that has to do with the Bills too as a team just falling short game after game in the playoffs to the Chiefs. I can't blame it all on Josh Allen because he's played pretty good in these games, especially uh, a few years ago with the 13 seconds. Look, I mean, Josh Allen did what he could, brought his team to the lead, and at the end of the day, that's on your defense. Like you, you just can't let that happen. So, yeah, I, I think Josh Allen's two or three, depending on where you have Lamar Jackson. I think right. more inch. I think a more interesting take is that, in my opinion, the Bills will be the same team, if not better, without Stephon Diggs. I don't think he's necessary on that team to succeed. It's not even I think. It's it's true because they didn't use yeah. him that much at the end of the season, right. and they were still succeeding. That's when they yeah. won six, seven straight games. That's a val- that's a that's a valid point. I think he's like uh, you know how. Um... Like a he has a little bit of that, you know, that diva in him. Yeah, every, you know, every like, receiver, every receiver. Yeah, yeah. But he's Stefan. The thing with Stefan, right? They completely like kind of took him out of the main game plan, like in the first half, because we all know the first half of the game is usually scripted on offense, and then second half you adapt to what the defense is giving you. He was not. He was not a big contributor in any of the, Dalton Kincaid, their rookie, number eighty-six, the tight end, was in more. They they put him in a bunch of bubble screens before they put Stefan Diggs in there. I think Stefan. I remember him catching a slant route a, on a on a uh, catching a ball on a slant, and that was basically it. He could have caught a touchdown, but something happened in the end zone. But it's I'm I don't know what happens to him. I'm not sure. If, and like the other thing with Stefan is. I like him as a person. You, we all. I, I think it's pretty obvious. Like he's a dog, obviously. But there's something about his mentality and him and Josh Allen, like that relationship that they cultivated, that we all thought was really cute to watch. You know, when they were like becoming like a strong, well-known team in the league. Like every, they're establishing themselves. I don't know what happened to that. Like it, it just dissolved into thin air. Gabe Davis, he's good, but he's like he kind of has that Marquez Valdez Scantling feel to him. You know, like. One day he's on fire, one day he's trash, he'll drop a bunch of balls here, and then he's scoring three touchdowns. Like, I'm not sure what's going on with him either. Uh, but maybe they should get, like, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. The Bills don't have a lot of needs, so it, it's not like they're they're going to start on a complete rebuild or anything. But it's going to be interesting to see what they do in the offseason. And it's, it's interesting to note that Stefan Diggs did have a touchdown or a very – long ball that he could have caught that went right through his hands in that game it's the stats the stats lie the stats lie because he could have had an 100 yard receiving game if he caught that ball so i do i do think the bills will be fine without stefan diggs i don't know if stefan diggs will be fine and if he'll win a super bowl or if he'll get a shot at it i don't think it's either his fault or or josh allen's it's just The Bills, the Bills can't seem to overcome that hurdle of the Chiefs in the playoffs. Right. Similar to what happened to the Chiefs a few years ago. They lost Tyree Kill. We expected that team to fall, be absolutely terrible. Well, not absolutely terrible, but 
certainly not the same team. They won the Super Bowl next year. Mm-hmm. Not saying that the Bills will win the Super Bowl next year, but I think they will be the same team, if not better, without Stefan Diggs and freeing up that cap space that he right. is taking up and eating up on that team right, right now. And another thing that we're not taking into consideration is um, the NFL draft for the past, like, I'd say like seven, eight years since the NFL pivoted to offense, like, just it's well known. They The draft puts out like, 50 solid wide receivers every year at least 50 guys that can go out there and play you know what i mean and then like out of that out of that 50 you get a percentage that are elite and a percentage that you know maybe like have to bounce around the league a little bit some of the guys fall off some of the guys end up being like good rotational solid guys that you can rely on so with that being the case i it makes perfect sense for them to make to move on from stefan I like him, but if you know he's he's he seems like he's a little bit of a headache. They're already not game planning him inside of a in like that. That was a game that they needed to win. They needed to win that, and they didn't involve him in the offense all that much. So it's it's just it's just goes to show you. Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree. But I mean, on the other hand, like we talked about, Chiefs played a great game. Ravens yeah. played a great game against Houston. It's going to be a really tight battle, I think, between Baltimore and the Chiefs. Um. I really don't know which way to go. I want to yeah. bet on the Ravens yeah. because I think they've overall been the best team in the league this year. But now you you can't really tell with the way that playoff Mahomes, playoff Kelsey have come around. The one advantage that the Chiefs have is experience. This is a mm-hmm. roster that's been here. They've done it before. They did it literally last year. Yeah. So it's, it's up for grabs. I'm going to take the Ravens, but in a really close game at home. Yeah, that's a good, that's good. I think my heart's telling me that the Ravens too, because it, you know they've they've Lamar Jackson's been an underdog ever since he's came into the league. Nobody believed in him. They all thought he should convert to wide receiver or running back or maybe like sit for a year or something. He he came into the league. He proved what he who he was. He proved what he was. He was running a lot. I like you know that was just what he had to do. They got a new OC. They gave him a a more of a air raid friendly like offense he's doing absolutely great in it i think the ravens are going to have a lot to offer the chiefs but i i think like if if the line was like three and a half i'd go chiefs because just man patrick Mah- i i went on the bill i bet for the bills last week and you know the patrick mahomes effect is just so good he has to be worth patrick Mahomes has to be worth like seven and a half points he has to be because when aaron Rodgers wasn't playing that year he got COVID and jordan love uh, played when they faced the Chiefs. He, they they had Green Bay winning that game, but since Aaron wasn't in there, that the percentage dropped seven and a half points. So maybe he's a little higher or a little lower than that. But I don't know. It just doesn't feel right betting against Patrick Mahomes. But I do want the Ravens to take this one. I I do too. My heart wants to see a Ravens Lions Super Bowl. Um, interesting to see that Mahomes really did not have a great year. When I mean yeah. he had he had he had a good quarterback here. Don't get me wrong, but not what we're we're yeah. used to seeing. They led from, the league in drops, right? So I think it's it's crazy that the second the playoffs start, a switch flips for the Chiefs, and they can wow. become this team that legit looks like a Super Bowl contender from a team that I I like they could have very well been a wild card exit, you know. Right. Um, that's, that's what's holding me 
towards, you know, a very, very close game. Otherwise, I think Baltimore would have blew them out of the water. But yeah. now that we've seen what the Chiefs can do, if Travis Kelsey can ball out again against the Ravens, it, the game's going to be super close. Going to be decided yeah. by a field goal or, or something. Maybe like a mm-hmm. safety. Hell, I, I don't know. It's going to be it's going to be a really close game. Like we've talked about, they match up really well against each other as well. Chiefs defense has been good. Baltimore defense has been good. Both offenses are fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's gonna it's gonna be a shootout in Baltimore. And uh, when games come down to the little things, the details, home field advantage could be one thing. Home field advantage could mean yeah. everything for the Ravens. It's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be one for the ages for sure. So yeah, I have. I it's it's Andy Reid versus Jim Harbaugh. That's that's wild. Doesn't get much better. Man, that's just good football right there. That that game is Sunday night, right? Or is that game the one that's going to be shown at three? Ooh, that's that's a that's a good question. Um, I believe I believe you're right. Uh, oh, Chiefs Ravens is at two, and Lions Niners is at five thirty, which is crazy. That's, I would have expected. That's ridiculous. <laughs> No, no, no shame. No, no hate towards the Niners Lions. It's going to be a good game. But yeah, I think I think the the league is more excited to see the Chiefs Ravens. But yeah, I mean, I think it's like market value. <laughs> like who's going to be watching what at what exactly. time type thing. Man, that's crazy. You mean to tell me I'm going to know whether Lamar Jack, I'm going to find out if Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes wins quicker than Brock Purdy. Jared Goff, that's that doesn't make any sense to me, but okay. Super Bowl, yeah. So who do you? So before we uh, wrap here, who do you have in the Niners Lions game, and who do you have in the Chiefs Ravens game? Just so it's on the record, I'm gonna take Baltimore uh, in Chiefs Ravens. Okay. And I, I honestly, I, I want to pick Detroit over the Niners. I'm, I'm going to go with the Lions over the Niners in uh, in San Francisco. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I have. Ooh, I'm I'm also going to go Ravens here, and man, I I want San Francisco to win, but there's there's I don't know what it is. Like there's something about the Lions that they 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 whatever it is, like the it factor, they have it. They have that thing. Like, there's always one team in the whole in the playoffs that have like that it about them. They have that it. Unless Brock Purdy can like have the game of his life and like low key turn into Joe Montana, I think I think the Lions are gonna upset here. Dude, it just they have something that moves you. They have something that wants you to pick the Detroit Lions. And yeah. and I don't know. I'm just I'm rolling the dice on the Lions. I think that they have the culture around them. They have America around them right now. And uh, I'm taking them for an upset in San Francisco. Yeah, me too. Awesome, brother. Great episode. We'll be back for the Super Bowl preview. Stay well. Appreciate all the listeners coming in.